Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Texans getting ready for Miami on Sunday. They're taking on a 7-3 and Dolphins team. I got Mark Vandermeer. I got Drew Doherty with me. And uh, we were just reminiscing about what <laughs> this Dolphins team has been through in the past few years. Um, it's, it's a little bit optimistic. It makes you a little bit sad at the same time, too, to see, like, where they've come from to where they are now, even for last year when these two teams played each other. Remarkable, DP. Think about it. One in seven Texans with Tyrod Taylor, one in seven Dolphins. And ever since then, I mean, that was the start of a run where they won every game the rest of the year save for one. And they're now they're seven and three this year. So over 19 games, they've won 15 of them since they kicked things off with the Texans. And that was an ugly football game. Ugly, ugly, awful football game by both sides. But they won it. So it's beautiful for them. But, yeah, it's it's wild how they've just rocketed off since then. They, yeah, they've got 15 and four since then, like you mentioned. And in that game, the two teams played last year. By the way, the Texans only have six of the 22 starters remaining from that lineup. So of the 22 Texans players that started that day, six wow. of them will start on Sunday in all likelihood. Justin Reed started that game for the Texans. That was a while ago. Doesn't that feel like 100 years 100 ago years that ago. Justin Reed played a game for the Texans? <laughs> and the Texans had four turnovers in the game. The Dolphins had five, yet the Texans somehow lost 17-9. to nine. That's what kind of season it was, and that's kind of what kind of season it is this year in a different way. The one constant, though, is Tua Tungavailoa, like where he was a year ago. The talks of Deshaun Watson being traded to Miami and wanting to go to Miami. Tua getting benched. Fitzy coming in. And now look at him. I mean, he is just playing at an incredible clip. What, what did you say, Drew? 18 touchdowns? Three to interceptions. Three interceptions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've added Tyreek Hill. He's got a lot of weapons around him. But just his play on the field, I honestly thought when he went out with the concussion, we saw him go down in the Cincinnati game. I thought, they have to shut it down. He's not going to be back for the rest of the year, and that's going to be their season. Well, Misses a few games, yep. comes right back, picks up where he left off. Hey, it, don't undersell the importance of Tyreek Hill either. I mean, look yeah. at what he has meant to this team. I mean, Mark, you had a really good conversation on your Vandermeer's View podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is out now. With, with a guy, yeah, it's go to HoustonTexans.com and check it out. With a guy who's talked who, who talked extensively about what he means to this team, not in between the lines on Sundays, but the rest of the time. Yeah, which is a surprise because you hear about some of the stuff with Tyreek Hill off the field previously, but in Miami, he has been a model football citizen and really a great leader for them. In camp, best player on the field, both sides of the ball, just lighting everybody up, but not in a negative way. Hey, guys, look at this. Follow me. Get better. Let's go. Really pumping everybody up to be more competitive and really supportive of of Tua, right? Really driving him and, you know, making national news with the comments regarding Tua versus Mahomes and all that stuff. Everyone thought, you're crazy. Now, look, it is kind of crazy in a way. Two is a different kind of passer, but he's got the top quarterback rating in the league by 10 points over number two. Mm -hmm. It's that significant an advantage in that particular category, which means efficiency, which means completion percentage, touchdowns versus picks and all of that. And two is having a phenomenal year. Hill is a big part of it. Jalen Waddle from Episcopal here, a big part of it. Hill has been a great acquisition for them. Didn't come free. They paid for that, but they had the capital to do it. They went for it. So far, it's working out. Look, they're 7-3. and three. No one's throwing a parade in South Florida yet, but it's a great first-half start for them, a little over a half. I think it just shows you how much confidence they had in Tua heading into this year because there's no way you would have invested in Tyreek Hill knowing that 
Tua might not be your quarterback or you may have to start over again. They obviously thought that's what that's the missing piece that was needed. And to their credit, Hill and Waddle are the NFL's most productive receiving duo through 10 weeks. Hill leads the NFL with 1,148 receiving yards. And then Waddle has the fourth most receiving yards in the league. So together they've combined for just over 2,000 yards this year. That leads the NFL. Mm. And in more than 10 entire teams. And yet they wow. can also run the ball. How unfair is that? Yeah, Waddle, Waddle's, <laughs> caught, Waddle's caught more touchdowns than Hill. He's a six. He's averaging, what, like 17 and change per catch. And then you throw in Mike Gesicki. He's... He's a heck. He's got six touchdown catches too. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. I wanted Gasicki if they made the Watson deal with Miami. I thought, well, give us the Kings ransom ransom and picks, <laughs> and, a and tight give end. us the tight end as well, <laughs> and we'll take it from there. Of course, I wasn't making that deal, and the Dolphins ultimately didn't want to make that deal or whatever. It didn't happen, and they're probably pretty happy about that right now because they would have given up a lot of capital to make it. And you know who wouldn't have even been playing yet for them. So they're off to the 7-3 start, 7-3 start. The Browns come in here next week, and they are the reverse of that, 3-7, and seven, going into this weekend's game with the Buccaneers. Yeah, Gasicki actually this offseason was going to be a free agent, and I thought hey, that'd be a nice addition to any team. And then he signs a franchise tag with Miami. Yeah. So uh, The one weakness that Miami does have, defense, but during the trade deadline they – they signed Pro Bowl linebacker Bradley Chubb, so he's already got half sack, three quarterback hits. Uh, that was just up against Cleveland, mm-hmm. only against Cleveland. But I mean, they, they beefed up their 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 defense, and they're right at the top there at the AFC East. I, who would have saw that coming? Yep, they have a chance to win that division. Buffalo's playing well, obviously, but they beat Buffalo already, so we'll see what happens in the return trip. And the Jets are having their difficulties with the Patriots and the Zach Wilson drama. So that's a division that's kind of up for grabs right now. I think as much as we're praising the Dolphins right now, a lot can happen in the final seven games of the season. You can't rule anything out. Now, I think the Jets going on a tremendous run with Wilson – I think you could possibly rule that you out. Might rule that out. The Bills <laughs> pulling away, you could Mr. go ahead and out say on that's a limb a, over there. That's a possibility. <laughs> the Dolphins pulling away is a possibility. And don't sleep on the evil empire rising up again somehow, some way. Even though they can't score, they They're can't move the football. Playing on Thanksgiving Day, Mark, you can just watch them and yell at your television the entire Ooh. day. I got to pat myself on the back because John Harris and I all last spring we would do those nerd. You know, mock draft simulators where yeah. you can go to pff.com and pick your. Every time in the third round he was available, didn't matter if I'd already taken a cornerback, I always made sure to add Marcus Jones, Patriots cornerback, but more importantly, return specialist. He just, I mean, he brought him, brought him the victory on yeah, Sunday. UH. Like, golly. But if, if he hadn't I, scored that, would we still be talking about the Jets the same way? Like if it had gone into overtime 3 3. All right, but how, how do the Jets do? The Jets win or lose that yeah, game? If they win, he's obviously the probably not asked that question. But Although, yeah. no, but how about this? How about this? They uh, they get a pick, they pick off Mac Jones, and they kick a field goal. They win the game, right? Zach Wilson drama still going on. You didn't produce enough ball. offense, yeah. yeah. So that's still happening here. And the Patriots make no mistake; they're looking at their own situation. Like, what are we going to do? Go back to Bailey Zappi? That's probably not going to work. I think that's the underlying story there. Like, what about the Patriots? Like, what are they going to do? Because yeah. they've already, they've already, they've already turned that rock over. Right. They didn't like it was under. They put the rock right back again. Turn it over again. Not that we are turning over any We're not stones turning ourselves. Over any stones. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of which. A, do we live in a glass house over here? <laughs> totally. We're living Kirby? in a glass house. It's week 12. Can we not have anything if not a glass house? <laughs> I want a glass house. Let's just talk about other teams. Come on. Crystal Palace. All right. In our Crystal Palace of our own, change may be afoot. And uh, this is this is going to be an interesting week, this one, because Lovey Smith was asked about uh, making any changes yesterday after watching the film from Sunday's game. And he said the players had to come in. The players are in the building today. He wanted to talk to the players. He said well, he watched the video listen, a few listen, times. Listen, 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 listen. Before let me stop, let me making stop you changes. here. Every, over the last three weeks, he's been asked that same question, and every mm -hmm. single time it was an emphatic no. Right. It wasn't an emphatic exactly. no this week. Right. So something's, something's happening, and I'm not saying you don't know that, but it's that, that was what was glaring to me yesterday when it was going on because he was answering, and he, was, he kept talking, and I was like, mm -hmm. uh, this is a lot longer answer than yeah. normal. Yeah. No. So, something yeah. was different <laughs> about just, it. No. Yeah. Well, he said, do we need to do some things differently? Quote, he said, yes, and we will. I think that's the line that everybody really hung their hat on because what is what is going to be we will? What right. We will what? What will we change? And maybe we'll find out tomorrow. Maybe we won't. I I'm always, not really sure. Well, you never know. I always say these things are collective, right? I say it's in concert. It's an ensemble. I like to borrow from other venues and industries and walks of life. The thing is, obviously, you haven't got what you need out of the quarterback position. We all wanted this to be a great year for Davis Mills. We did. We wanted it to be a banner year, a year where, wow, he's the guy. That's the quarterback of the future and the present. He's going to take the Texans wherever they can go, wherever they want to go, as long as you continue to add talent around him. What you have right now is evidence that you cannot declare that, okay? And I'm not writing the guy off in his career, but so far it just hasn't materialized. And a lot of things go into that. Lovey's right about this. Protection, running game. Do you have everybody working the route they need to? Whatever goes into it, he's making a good point there. But are they getting everything they can out of that position? That's what they need to determine. Yeah, and I think that you're doing some things better than you were doing last year. Some things you're doing worse. Obviously, you've got more consistency at the O-line. You've got a young player in Kenyon Green. But you're able to run the ball for the yeah. most part, except for on Sunday against That's Washington. That's right there. You didn't have a run game last year. And, and I felt like last year Davis Mills showed a lot of poise through this final stretch of games. And mm -hmm. he was really good in the red zone. You know, I know earlier on this season we talked about how he was afraid to throw interceptions or he didn't throw interceptions. He was really good at protecting the ball. And it's like now that he's let it loose a little, we're seeing more of those interceptions. So well, I think a lot of times he's pressing, you know. And yeah. What you just said, though, Brooks Cabina was on his weekly appearance with Sean and Seth on the morning show. It was last Friday. I believe it was the last Friday appearance. And he said, well, everyone kept saying that as long as they can run the ball better, that the passing game would materialize. And I felt like he was talking directly to me because that's all I was saying all, <laughs> well, all, all season long. Just we run the ball it. a little yeah. bit, okay? And it's all going to come together because look what you did without a running game. I know they ran yeah. the ball well against the Chargers, but the other games it wasn't exactly clicking big time. But the numbers were there with the passing game to make you think, okay, a little bit more of a running game, it's going to be that much easier, that much smoother, that much more productive. It hasn't been. It hasn't been there. So they got to figure that out because they are able to run the ball. They didn't against Washington. So let's just – that's a throwout – like Lovey said, that's that, been an outlier, basically. Though that, that it one has. game, I mean, there's maybe one other game where they weren't super successful doing so, but that really has been an anomaly. That this yeah. last weekend's game, they've even think about you go up to to the Giants and he only runs the ball 17, 17 times and he fumbles, but he still gets ninety four yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. he still was able to move the ball, and that's it's been mystifying. But you turned it over twice in the air. It's been yeah.
That's pretty I'm much sure Drew's going to get to turnover differential. If we want, and we could do that <laughs> later. But, you know, just a moment ago, I'm not Mark, looking forward to it, but go ahead. Mark was talking about how Lovey has said there's all these things in, that work in union right. to, to sometimes hold a quarterback back. And, listen, obviously a change is coming of some sort. And I'm thinking it might – it could be at the quarterback, mm-hmm. but it could also be a few other spots as well. It could not Ooh. be at the quarterback, but I do think you're going to see something else going O-line, on. line maybe. Anyth- I mean, I think mm-hmm. there, there's going to be some shakeups. You know that. that what if it's yeah. a really minor change that nobody even asked for? And perhaps John that- Weeks is gone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so somebody that- else is doing. Sorry, John. Watch your mouth. I know. He's, he's no. That's look, not even. That's not even funny. the goat. He's <laughs> the goat. That's why I can joke about these. No, but things. what if it's something totally off the radar? That's that why I think expect. there's there are probably some off the radar moves right now. Sure. That are that are brewing. You, you know, it was a, a subtle non-football disappointment to me. Major disappointment. I thought when you show up in all blue, you're going to play well, right? You're going to play hard. You're going to play well. You might not win, but you're going down, and it's going to be close. It's going to be a show. And they did not show out Ugh. like Lovey Smith wants them to show up. They showed up, but they didn't show out. I thought they would show out in the all deep steel blue on Sunday. Mm. Didn't happen. Well, maybe they'll bring back the Battle Red Helmets because against the Eagles, even though they didn't win, they started off Those fast. Awesome. They scored in the opening drive. I think Those they're allowed awesome. to for one more game. The Bengals brought back the white helmets with the black. Which I'm not very sure cool. how I feel. I did I like them at them. first. I think they're great. But I don't when like I'm watching them. the game, it's like I'm like, are we? Am I watching the Raiders? Like, who am I watching? It's a little. I thought it looked awesome. Super cool. I, I don't know, Drew. I need I don't there to like be a little bit of uniforms. orange. I like that icy white. Like I like the Longhorns when they wear the all whites on the roads. I think that looks good. Nice classic. Mm. I, I wonder if that's the inspiration. Somebody tweeted at me a picture of Damian Pierce in an all white uniform, an icy white, and I didn't love it. But I wondered if that was the inspiration, seeing the Bengals all white. I have to ask about this. Why don't we always go when we're on the road wearing white? Go all white every road game. Just go all. I know white. we've done it very infrequently. Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. It's hard it to keep really things white. It is really hard to get those grass Yeah, the bleach. Because we it's hard to get those rubber tire particle in the artificial surface stains in out. In which game did we play this year? All whites. Was it was it? not the Giants. The one road game before that was it wasn't the Raiders, was it? Why am I blanking Bears, on this? The- no, it wasn't the Bears. It was later than that. I don't know. So it was so memorable, Drew, that before I before the Raiders it was right a bye, and then it was Jacksonville. Was we it? were all white at Jacksonville? No, I can't remember. Whatever we were at Jacksonville. All white on the road. Obviously, Liberty White kickoff, but all white on the road. Chicago before that. Then Wear all white on the road all the time because it looks clean. It does it clean, but it always hasn't hasn't always produced. We also did that on the road 2012 playoffs at New England. Ooh. So, yeah. You know what does play really well? Um, mm. Color Rush. Yeah, it does. It does. Which is Isn't not what they wore on Sunday. That was just de- all deep steel no, blue. But we haven't worn the color rush yet. Well, deep steel Sunday's December 4th against the Browns, mm. so we'll see. All right, another bit of news that came out of Levy's press conference yesterday. Derek Stingley has a minor hamstring injury and uh I don't know really what his status minor might be for Sunday's game. Is that bad when you're facing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? It is bad. Is that, it's is that, is too that bad. It's too bad. I, well, I wanted to see. I was curious. I want to see how he matched up because the Texans have been in a situation for the last seven, eight games where you're going to get run on and you're going to get run on a lot. And I know they're saying, yes, Miami's established a run and all, Miami's going for about 4.2 a clip. That's good, but that's not great. You know they're going to throw to Tyreek Hill and to mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle, or they're at least going to try to in Gesicki. You know that Stingley would be on one of those two receivers some. So yeah. I wanted to see how he'd, how he'd match up with those guys. So it's Well, it's not over. Uh, there's a True. possibility True. he could play. He called it minor. 
And he said, does anyone know what that means? I don't either, yeah. Lovey said. So we'll find out soon enough if Stingley's going to play tomorrow. The first injury report will come out, and we'll find out how they handle it. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see that. And, by the way, the running game, okay, I'm just going to share something with you here. Raheem Mostert, you've heard of him, yes. formerly of the 49ers, and, of course, McDaniel had great familiarity with him there. And they have Jeff Wilson now, another former 49er, Ouch. But it looks like they run it creatively in a similar fashion as Washington. I'm just going to put it that way. A lot of end arounds and the power sweeps and things like that. Most coaches would rather just run the ball. And if they feel like they can get away with it, they're going to do it. Yeah. Well, that, and I, I, I diminished them and I shouldn't have. But yes, they're, you did. Not, they're not the Titans with Henry. They're, no, they're not, not the Giants with Saquon Barkley is basically what my point was. They're not. Well, I mean, against the Browns, the Browns, they have obviously Miles Garrett, Jadivian, Clowney. They ran the ball against them. And mm -hmm. the Browns did a good job of keeping Hill under 100 yards receiving. They also kept Waddle's numbers down, but then the run game, like there was nobody to stop that run game. Mm. Wilson, who you mentioned, 119 yards and a touchdown. Mostert rushed for 65 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they're a very balanced offensive attack. I think the best thing to do is just keep them off the field. Like your offense has just got to be able to score points because the defense seems like that's the one, if there is a weak spot in this Dolphins team, it's probably their defense, but they're offensively. I just, they've just so much depth across the board. I want to see the rookies continue to develop here and get better and get through the wall, right? I feel like, and look, they're not going to say it this way, but I feel like we're seeing a little bit of a wall here with some of the guys, right? It's been a long time. Their body clocks are saying, hey, college football season is over <laughs> and they've gone through all the off season stuff. I always talk about this element of it. I want to see them fight through it and come out the other side and play well down the stretch here, getting you ready, setting the stage for a really fruitful 2023. Yeah, and I think the difference also being that these rookies were starting as early as week one, yeah. like Jalen Petrie. And, mm -hmm. and Ken, I, did Kenyon start in week one? Or no, did he, he start in week two? But he worked his way in. He was, pre, he was there early. You know, they've all been Stingley doing stuff. Stingley was a week one starter. I mean, these guys have been starting. It's not like they've... Uh, work their way into the lineup. Mm -hmm. they've, they've been starting since week one. It has been a long season. Oh, my gosh. And when you're not winning, I don't think... It makes it longer. Well, I, I think it does yeah, in a way. I think you lose that adrenaline rush, that buzz you get from winning. There's, a, there's an effect there. There's got to be. It gives you a little extra juice, a lot of extra juice if you're winning. And these guys, some of them come from college programs where they just don't lose oh, yeah. games. They might lose two a year at some programs, right? Three, four, maybe. You know, this team has lost eight games, and you have seven to go. It's tough for these young guys to handle it. That's why the vets are so important, keeping them in line, be a professional, do your work. Not that they won't, but it's nice to have the vets around to point that out. It was interesting seeing Christian Harris after his first game. It was at the Raiders. You know, he played a lot mm -hmm. of snaps in that one, about 62% of the snaps, and he got in on the second snap of the game. And afterwards, think about it. This guy went to Alabama. What did they lose? Maybe three times when he was there, four times tops right. in his – so he wasn't used to that, and it was, it was odd. This is like Mark said. This is a big adjustment for these guys, because this was like a, this was an SEC draft, with the exception of Jalen Petrie. All those guys coming out of LSU and Bama, and so on and so forth, so forth. So yeah, this is going to be uh, this has been an adjustment, and will continue to be so. I mean, I feel bad for some of these guys that have been here for a couple of years, and just I mean, they've not been here for the years that the Texans were winning, and just yeah. really had a lot of star power. I mean, I was watching that Monday night game last night in Mexico City and you know Ooh. this offense was not that good that year I believe Brock Osweiler threw for what 99 99 yards 
not in that game, but in the no. game right before it. Actually, the game before it, and, and the Texans won. This was mm-hmm. the laser game, which yeah. actually his numbers were better, but he had lasers in his eyes. Yeah, you can't play with laser beams in your <laughs> he eyes. He played pretty apparently. well. He played pretty well with the laser. He almost was literally that that <laughs> meme you see with the laser with the red eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game because Derek Carr looked so good in that game. He did. He looked like he was going to win two Super Bowls minimum, and that hasn't happened yet. Well, obviously, they won, they won on Sunday. They did, but they, they had did. uh, you know. Who are you rooting for in that game when the Raiders were taking on Denver? That's a pick your poison game. Well, Texans I, lost to both teams. I think I think the Texans fans were cheering for the Raiders because. So no. to keep them out of the number one pick keep zone. Keep them out of number one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think now you can win some games and still be pretty safe. See? Win and still get <laughs> the pick. Glass half full over here. <laughs> Thank you, DP. We needed that. Now, I get, look, I do understand wanting the pick. I understand that. Of I get course. it, too. You want your pick of the litter. The worst was in, like, 2017 or 2018 when you're, lo- or not 18, but 2017 when you were losing and you didn't have the first round pick it you just weren't gonna get so your crappy pick. <laughs> it just seems so futile <laughs> yeah your your bad record was not going to get you the high pick that hurt a lot Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. but uh you'll get it this year and i began monday's show with if the season ended today because we do that a lot with playoff teams or playoff bound teams playoff contention teams for the texans it's if the season ended today number one and number seven there's that. Well, there is that, but I still get sad when I see playoff odds and like in the team, hunt. In the hunt is just a huge yeah. Because board. you know why? Because he just talked about he's doing that this year. In past years, the three of us, when we've been at Fuddruckers, oh, have been yeah. doing the. Well, if this team loses here and we win <laughs> here, I love first that. round bye. You know, I like love that. You, you and you know what? You used to get mad. That we would start doing that so early, and I was like, "But we just got to enjoy." It was a faux anger because he loved faux it. Faux anger and because you it thought it was a little bit too early yeah, to start yeah. talking about playoffs. Oh yeah, they're like playoffs. But I said we should just enjoy every week as they come. Well, if the Texans win out, aha! Uh-huh. See, there you have it. Actually, it's <laughs> eight, eight, and one. If you win out, that's depressing. <laughs> so you- the next loss guarantees a third consecutive losing season. Which, that's tough to stomach for me. I'm not going to lie. That's really difficult. Do you remember when the Texans used to win the AFC South and people thought, that's so... That's not enough. What I, I mean, that seems like a long time ago, that stretch of winning But it really wasn't. Title. Three years ago was 2019. It seems like an eternity, yeah. And, and that was six out of nine. Six division titles out of nine seasons and seven winning seasons out of nine seasons. Imagine that. It's funny because being on in Miami reminds me of a lot of things. Because when I lived there, the Dolphins were going to the playoffs just about every year, but not getting through. They'd win one game, kind of like the Texans in that divisional round era where they would, you know, make it to the divisional round four times out of those six playoff appearances. That was cool. So the Dolphins were doing something similar, but the Dolphin fans were going crazy because they were used to, in their tradition, Super Bowl championships. So that wasn't going to cut it for them. And I thought, hmm, I didn't know better NFL-wise, but I even thought at that point, be careful what you wish for. Because they're all asking for Dave Wanstead to get shown the door. And then he had a rough start one year, and he got shown the door. And then they barely went back again. They had Tony Sperano and then another huge drought before they went back with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback and then another huge drought and now they have this and we'll see how it goes. They really got spoiled if you think about it. Dan Marino lighting it up that second year he was in the NFL and they go yep. to the Super Bowl 
They lose the 49ers. They didn't go. They haven't been back to the Super Bowl since. All right. So interesting note on the Dolphins, just from that history, and just allow me to indulge here. Please do. The guest on my podcast, Joe Rose, was a tight end for them, and he played for David Woodley. You know that quarterback, the late David Woodley, played in that 41-38 overtime game against the Chargers mm-hmm. in '81. So he played for Shula when they were more of a running team, and then Marino comes in, and he's still the tight end. And Marino, they all notice it right away. I mean, this guy's got a howitzer and Marino gets in there I think three or four games into the season it was a Monday night against the Raiders and you could see it immediately oh my gosh this guy is throwing frozen theater ropes all over the place and the rest is history so Shula changed the offense from we're I formation smash mouth running team to we're gonna let Big Dan throw the rock to the Marx Brothers and it they put up numbers then that rival today's most outstanding passing numbers. And not the real Marx Brothers. It was actually Mark Duper, Mark yeah. Clayton. People might think, fair, wait, yeah. Groucho, Curly, Harpo, yeah. Zeppo. Carl. Not Carl. <laughs> it's Carl. Yeah, I'm nothing to contribute the to the place. Marx Brothers. Uh, I was going to say, that reminded me of uh, the Don Shula story. reminded me of Jimmy Johnson and Don Shula having beef. Uh, did you know they had beef? Oh, they, yeah, they it's had like, beef. It's like widely known. Uh, Jimmy Johnson dropped a memoir, and then he talks about why they had beef. I read a little. Oh, Jimmy of it. should yeah. keep his mouth shut. I mean, I love Jimmy. <laughs> and Jim- I was going to ask if you want. We, you know, what we should do what? Off season book club. Off season book club is a, a good idea. Got some, yeah, we got some. We good. read a book. Wait, do I have to actually? read You the would book? have to read the book, but can you can I read the Wikipedia it? version? You can oh, audio book it. I thought you were talking about we have them on as podcast guests. Oh, that's good too. Well, you should read the book if you're going to have Jimmy them on Johnson. Have I could on. probably get Jimmy in the off season. That'd be pretty cool. Well, yeah. no, I, you absolutely could. Yeah. He's, no, he's he wants promoting to promote a book. He wants to promote his book, DP. He's from Port Arthur. He went to high school with Janis Joplin. Well, Who's should... Janice Joplin? Asks the millennial workers in our Joplin. office. <laughs> Who's their Janice? Oh, can we just? No, they don't ask. They just look at you. They with just a blank stare assume like, it's something yeah, really yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, Keep take a little on. piece of my heart out, baby. The other day, Mark was asking about these viral memes, the meme mm-hmm. mashups that are on TikTok, and he asked me what he said. He's going to ask um, the, the the social media kids, the young the young generation, yeah. what it meant, and then he showed his video of him singing. Sports in an elevator. <laughs> just <laughs> laughed. And they all just stared at Mark. Yeah. And I said, Mark, look, they I don't s- know what this I is. I said, it's Aerosmith. And one of them said, oh, yeah, my mom likes them. And I thought, all right, that's. Mark was like, and we're done. All right, that's let's take enough. a break. We come back. We got more on the Dolphins, more on the Texans. We'll go around the NFL. It's Thanksgiving week. We actually do have things to be thankful for. It's all coming up. Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Texans All Access. It's Thanksgiving week, and the Texans, they'll be on the road on Sunday against Miami, but a nice slate of games coming up on Thursday, and Drew was just showing us highlights of Creed. What year was that? Not Creed Bratton from The Office, but Creed the band. The band. I guess in 01, they played at the half of a, the Cowboys Thanksgiving game. And there was nice. A, there was a guy, I don't know how you, it's like an art form or like an exercise. Performance art? No, where you use those, those, uh, the tethers, like curtains kind of, and you, yeah. Kind of, yeah, anyways, but he was, he's in the air. Around. He looks like an angel. <laughs> Can long, you take me? Long story high? short, Why did he I wanted to quote tweet though? that and just weird. say, that's the day Mark Vandermeer discovered music. In 01, so, you're yeah. very late, buddy. Know, Have you met 50 Cent? Cause he's like all over the place. I need We've to got meet his him. sire spirits. He was at a Rockets game the other day. He's got like a lounge there. I'm going to say, listen, he's been I at love our game. your song in the club. In the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Who performed at the halftime show in 2020? I know it was Kid Rock in 2012. That's a great question. I don't know because Wait, remember it was COVID. I'm looking so it up. Yeah, it was a weird. They had them. Not, uh, they had a performance. It was off the stage. It was like off, like in one of the sections. You know how like when we do our pregame mm-hmm. show. Oh, they still did the performance. I feel like they had a set a stage set up there. Interesting. Kane Brown. Oh, okay. Country star. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. So. 2012. Anyway. That was Kid Rock. That was Kid Rock, Kid Rock at Detroit. Mm-hmm. That might have been mm-hmm. one of their biggest halftime. That was interesting. That was so Texans play there twelve, win in overtime. On the the elevator ride up, I'm in the elevator. Tim Allen, you know, big guy, big time. Detroit. Who went to the oh, yeah. same high school as Troy Hairston. Yeah, he was he was in the elevator <laughs> right. talking <laughs> with some guy who's in the Hall of Fame, I believe. From he's a lion, older receiver. And then to my right, I was thinking, gosh, I didn't realize that Trent Green was so short, because Trent Green was standing next to me, and I get off the elevator, and then, you know how CBS will do it, and Fox does it when they have, like, here are some of the notable stars in the crowd, and they'll yeah, show, yeah. and then they show Jim Caviezel, who was in, uh, the, you know, he's Jesus Christ and the Mel Gibson. And he's also in that show Numbers. Yeah, it was actually Jim Caviezel. I wasn't standing oh. next to Trent Green, but he looks just like Trent Green, so. <laughs> does he really look just <laughs> like Just Trent like Green? him, yeah. I don't think he does. Well, to I me, think he you're did. wrong about that, Drew. In 2012, he did to me. Okay. So, People yeah. look that up. Google Trent Green and Jim Caviezel, who's been in a lot of other movies, too, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Frequency and the Bobby Jones movie. Those are coming to the mind. The golf anyway. movie, was that was what he was promoting. Uh, oh, was, really? Yeah. Okay. I have nothing to add to that conversation. <laughs> of course you But don't. we do have a guy in IT that looks like Drew that walks around the building. Mm. I got a trivia connection for you. In 03... At the Super Bowl here, yes. Kid Rock did perform. Forgotten as a performer oh. because of the Justin Timberlake, Janet oh. Jackson incident. That's right. Also oh. forgotten, Aerosmith performed pregame. I mean, the place was loaded with entertainment talent. And I had a credential, and I was just going around the building interviewing whoever I could find. You Texans radio yeah. interviews with Well, them. I was doing Sports Radio 610 interviews, right? Because oh, okay. I was still doing my own show from 9 to 11 weekdays. And Maria Menounos was here representing entertainment tonight. She was still on that show. And I said, I will interview you, please, if you let me. (laughs) What'd you all talk about? I don't know. I said, what do you think of all the celebs here at the Super Bowl? And what are you guys doing? And it was great. She was Boston native, right? I don't know. She was wonderful. Okay. She was wonderful. Uh, Did you get your, did you get Aerosmith? I did not get an interview with them. They were, their locker room was where, the staff locker room for the men is here oh, really? in the stadium. Yes. That was all arrows. <laughs> that was closed off. So, so the employees, cool. from what I've been told, because I wasn't here then, all the Texans employees were not to work out there. But back then, uh, Texans employees would work out in the weight room in the off season. Yeah. And there was one guy who was a religious, religious workout freak. I mean, he would not – it was like, I'm working out at this time of day no matter what. And so he would sneak in and shower afterwards – and he was in there showering, finishing up. No way. Aerosmith rolls in, and you know they're like, "Hey, man, what you doing in here?" Walk and he's this telling way. them like, "Blah blah blah blah." And they're like, yeah. and "He said Steve Perry was just telling." That's his name, right? Steve Tyler. Steve Tyler was just telling. Who's Steve Perry? Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. Joe Perry. Perry. Steve Tyler's like, "Oh yeah, he's just working out and blah 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 blah." So wow. this guy get away with it. Yeah. 
Joe Perry, underrated Pays to work, off, work out, kids, mm-hmm. and you can work mm-hmm. out. That out that was loaded. I ran into Ray Childress in the hall upstairs, yeah. and I interviewed him. Well, they're great. Because I thought, hey, why not uh, interview Ray Childress, who was doing Lawrence Marshall commercials, remember? Yeah. I, I don't feel like it was like that when we had the Super Bowl here in 2017. I didn't feel like we had stars just, like, all over the building then. We probably did, but we it had was that te- harder to get around. We had everything, like, downtown, like, Discovery Green. We had the Texas Which house. was cool, because in 03... Super cool, but yeah, in, o- in the building, really. In 03, the weather wasn't quite as good, and downtown was completely different. There wasn't any Discovery Green and all that stuff. A lot of downtown was tented. It worked. It worked well. And otherwise, you never would have gotten it back in the first place. It worked well, but it wasn't nearly as good as 2016. 2016 was magnificent. It was awesome. In fact, Houston, two of my ideas, and I'll com- keep floating them out there. We should have the Combine in Houston. They should bid on it and have it at Minute Maid Park and have that connected to the George R. Brown and all the hotels, and it will work just as well as Indy, my friends. But you got to do it at Minute Maid Park, and I don't know if the league will be happy about doing it in a baseball stadium. They would love to have it because I don't know how they pulled off the Billy Joel concert. I didn't go, but the Billy Joel concert was on the – people were on the grass or whatever. I guess they covered it up or whatever. Why couldn't they just do it inside the George R. Brown you're because like, you have to punt and kick, and it's just not big enough for that. They don't have you need a, a full field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. At ball you know, now. you got to do all that stuff, Drew. Well, they could do those guys somewhere else. Do you think, think the combine maybe. moves? Because right now we know it's going to stay in Indy, but it wasn't. Two more years, I think. It was L.A. and it was Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas is a possibility. Dallas does have a lot of hotels. Hold on, you know what they could do? They mm. could have the kickers and punters do yeah. their thing, either at the soccer stadium or if yeah. they really got to, they could do it here. But well, they everything else, the no, they gotta shuttle them back and but forth. But everything else is here, yeah. And nobody's gonna like lose their mind that they're not getting to the kickers and punters, and you'll get them there. <laughs> It'll happen. It can I happen. don't know. I, I don't want to be the first city that takes over the combine after Indianapolis because it seems like an overwhelming hearts. response to keep it there in Indy. And I think last year when we went, there were they were still in. We, everyone thought that was the last year that it was going to be in Indy. This past yeah February. Do you remember the last day they were serving? Shrimp cocktail at like nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, they said this Harry might be Disney's. it. Like we really want the combine to come back to Indianapolis. Yeah. I thought that was it. I was like, we're eating shrimp Mark's cocktail. Idea is a good one though, and that's how you work around the kickers punters thing. It'll be fine. You can all do right. all the other stuff. Just and- do it at Minute Maid, Drew. It's well, fine. They did the, some turf hey, here. They did Super Bowl media night in 2016 at Minute Maid Park. Yep. They did, and mm-hmm. it worked out fine. So do it. Oh, I hosted. I hosted a Super Bowl media night. What do you mean no. you hosted Did it? I host? No, you didn't host I hosted host something else night. at Minute Maid. There I'm was a lot about... of stuff happening that week. Oh, okay, yeah. During Super Bowl week. I loved it. And we all took a picture out there in front of the Texans helmet at the George yeah. R. Brown. That was very fun. It was great. Fun week. We yeah. had Texans Mar- house. Marshall tweets it every now and then. I'm like, I do. I'm like, what is this picture from? <laughs> because I look so young. Four sets of bangs ago for me. I had Texans totally all different access in, on a Tuesday in <laughs> Tune July. Tune in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I had less children back then, too, I'm pre- pretty sure. I had a fatter face back then. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I want the draft to be here. I wouldn't mind having the NFL draft here. It's I, think gonna, be I bet it's going to be here. I bet it's going to be here in the next seven or eight years. This that would seems be like cool, an easier undertaking. It'd be a great place for the draft. Totally. Now, I know you'd rather have a Super Bowl. Will we get a Super Bowl here again in this building, or do you have to build a new stadium? I don't know. Those are questions I can't answer. Because there's so many new stadiums now. You have Atlanta, Vegas, yeah. L.A. Those are thrown into the mythical rotation that exists. And I think it's going to be more and more difficult to get one. I'm sure Dallas would love one. but After the last time, yeah. it's uh, More it's fake seats coming your way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'll get another one. Well, they had that awful weather, too, which yeah. I think kind of scared people. But, yeah, but just it, as easily, they could have it 
it could be in the 60s and right. perfectly clear. Should, should teams be building like retractable roof stadiums now or just like Buffalo after everything that happened in Buffalo, there was this huge argument of like, why would you ever build another open air stadium? Because you lose so much money on those it's ticket up sales. North. No, you need weather in football. The, look, you even do. You but if you lose ticket sales because yeah. all the, those games that they have to get moved, mm-hmm. is it worth it? All those games. It's very rare. It's always Buffalo. It's, it's relative. Like it's always- yeah, it's relatively <laughs> rare. And I think that even though you couldn't play in that snowy weather, a snow game in Buffalo is awesome. It is. So you leave the roof open if it's like, ooh, say less than 36 inches. No, you don't do that. (laughs) Because if you have a roof and you're able to close it, you will close it. Human nature says you'll close it. A committee would say you would close it. No, we can't let some snow in. It's not going to happen that way. <laughs> Why don't we open the roof when it's raining a little bit? No, it just, just doesn't Just get a little happen. wet. No, the heat. When <laughs> the it's like 100. Just yeah. leave it open just a we little bit. We don't open it when it's 77, <laughs> 72. It doesn't make a difference. It has to be 63 <laughs> and a half degrees and perfect for us to open the roof. No, but I, I think it just, it, I mean, if, you, if you're going to get a weather forecast like that, where mm-hmm. you cannot have the game and people, it's unsafe for people to be out there, then... Should just at least have a contingency plan. It's I, like throwing a party. You should always have a backup plan. Here's one for you. Open so. practice in the stadium during training camp. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Now, it. it's easier said than done. Exactly. We but. only get X number of events here that you can do, and there's a lot that goes into it. But I'll always go back to this, that once upon a time, we scrimmaged the Miami Dolphins in there in the preseason, and it was awesome. We did it on the radio, and fans were there. It was great. Jason Taylor was there. Zach Thomas for the Dolphins. It was cool. Hey, We've come full circle back to the back Dolphins. to the Dolphins. All right, just in time for the final segment of Texans All Access. Mm-hmm. So we've got we got to talk about these Thanksgiving Day games because they're actually going to be low key very good. Okay, very All good. Right. Which I don't think anyone expected Maybe when the high season key. began. High key good as well. All right, don't go anywhere. One more segment of Texans All Access coming your way. Welcome back, Texans All Access. Final segment. We're going to go around the NFL Thanksgiving Day games. Three games, which I think it should always be like this. Just as many games as possible on Thanksgiving Day. It, it kind of gets in the way of eating the turkey, but, you know. It otherwise. doesn't. You, you can eat turkey while you're watching football. My, now, it depends. <laughs> no, but it depends if, if the family likes to eat the Thanksgiving meal in a different, in, like, the formal dining room, which does not have a TV. This but I'm wh- like, can we turn the TV up so we can at least hear what's What time of day up? do you guys eat Thanksgiving? All right, so this is where it's good that. Well, it's not good that my mom has passed away, <laughs> but <laughs> but in that, <laughs> if I were with her at Thanksgiving, there's no way that she'd put up with watching football while eating right. dinner, right? It would be at least an hour to 90-minute window where I'd have no really? football. Oh, at least. My parents, Same with my dad, who lives in New Jersey still. They don't let you watch football? Well, no, because they would be like, what are you talking? The television no, my, on my during dinner? Like that. My parents are like okay, that. Okay, yeah. so my, my parents being from India... Like, you could tell them anything was tradition. We're like, but oh. in America, we watch football. And they're like, okay, well, what else do they do? Oh, I love them We're already. like, we have turkey. I think we should probably and, stop uh, this right now. Pull should. your mom, call your mom up right now. Say, no, they loved it. They were like, uh, Mrs. Like, did you know that your daughter's a liar? <laughs> we, we would literally, and there, were only, there weren't that many games back then. So we would time it up. Either we'd eat before the game or when the game started. We had like an open, our, our kitchen, breakfast area, family room were all together. We had a formal dining. So anyone that didn't want to watch football, DP we'd like all cut the turkey together. Lied to her parents. We lied. But my, then my dad would also bring like coleslaw and potato salad because he was like, oh, sure. I love that it's about all you. of our yeah. favorite foods. What time do y'all eat, though? Like what time of day oh, do you actually yeah. eat it? I favor like uh, two, three, two, two, two. Three. Maybe three gets a little late. Two, two thirty. It's I, really a late lunch to me. I like a late lunch, too. But I think yeah. this year we're eating it at one. 
Yeah. So I'm going to see how that We goes. are, too. We're, we're actually going to do something different this year because of numerous things. Gotcha. Yeah, we're noon this year, but it's noon. It, it was typically okay. a three. Well, because we go, we split, and we see oh, yeah, other family, families. too. So we yeah. kind of, yeah. Do you do two Thanksgiving we dinners, We impose then? our will on everyone else. Thanksgiving lunch and Thanksgiving I love that, dinner. though. <laughs> we do the early one. At, we're doing the early one at my parents this year, and then we're going to go to uh, one of Vita's sides, my wife's side's. In the afternoon. Do you That's help with really the dishes, good. or is it one of those like I'll bring my plate up to the sink and like sort of pretend to slosh things around and be like, oh, we got it. You're you're waiting are for you the sure? old. <laughs> yeah, clang, are you clang, sure? Clang. <laughs> 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 tink, tink, just make a little noise. Like, <laughs> and they're like, please stop touching my fine china. <laughs> one plate in the dishwasher. No, it's great when you're with those kitchen control freak people who are like seriously. That's stay me. Away from I don't want stuff. anyone doing my dishes. Oh, I'm, I'm coming to your house it. for dinner. Well, I don't usually host, so because usually I'm working, so my sister-in-law hosts, but she's the same way. She's like. I'll do the dishes, which is fine by me. Yeah. Uh, I like, look, if I'm going to do dishes, I'm sink man. Put me in the cockpit. I'm sink oh, man. Well, okay. To me, that's the easiest job. I know it's a lot of work, but I'd rather do that than stand around and dry stuff. And where does this go? <laughs> I'm just going to get in there. Are you, the, are you the sink man at your in-laws, though? Yes. Like showing everyone up and like, who's this so try-hard nice. guy? <laughs> no, I go to the sink because, to again, to me, it's the least amount of... You don't have to know things to do the sink. Just yeah. hand me another plate. Here it is. Here, you know, you don't have to worry about putting stuff away and drying it carefully. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the fine china. I hate. Oh, they get out the fine china. Oh you no. Wash it so delicately. Why are we talking about this? Yes. Like, why do we bother? What's the fun of it's that? It's beautiful. That's why. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm <laughs> eating my slurp. I like to give everyone a breakdown of my fine china when I pull it out on Thanksgiving and let them know about all the different pieces and how I brought them together. And nobody well, that's cares. That's kind of interesting, though. Nobody cares. See, I don't okay. do any of the dishes she, because. My husband laughs because he's like, well, here she goes. With I don't do any of the dishes because I'm protecting the fine china. I hold our 20 month old because if not, it's. It's going to be like the Tasmanian devil just blasting <laughs> things go. around. So, yeah. Turn on the TV, Drew. Mm -hmm. That's right. when you turn on the Drew's, TV. Uh, Drew, Mark's favorite question, most underrated, overrated dish. I feel like i got to ask you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't feel like we we ask the players, but we never talk about yeah. it. Troy Harrison said most overrated was turkey. He was actually embarrassed mm. to say yeah. that. There's a which, lot of people that say that. Actually. I'm like, that's you're that. not the first. Desmond ever. King said ham. Does he get ham on Thanksgiving? I don't know. I guess so. But his mom's down here, and she's going to cook, and she's one of those, Ooh. get out of the kitchen. I got this. Nice. Don't even it. think of coming in here. Fine. I love, I love turkey and ham, just for the record. I love Both. everything. I love yeah. everything. Well, you know, you know my, my groundbreaking idea, which is Texas Thanksgiving, Texgiving, which is to make a brisket. Brisket. Mm -hmm. brisket. Why don't you do it? You're... You're Billy Brisket, man. You're always talking about brisket. I don't want to cook. Ribs. That should be <laughs> your like, Thanksgiving. There's only one small problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make food. Believe it or not, there are a few barbecue establishments in this uh, Houston area. Oh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Really? What about the triple header? Who's playing? Oh, yeah. We were going to get that. Bills, Lions, <laughs> Giants, Cowboys. Patriots, Vikings, Lions actually They're have won good. three in a row. They're all good. So the Bills, they've kind of got back on a winning streak, and the Giants, yep. low key, very good this yep. year. Even though they just lost to Detroit, but they'll be ready for the Cowboys. And That's how about the Cowboys walloping the Vikings and the Patriots? I don't really know what to make of them, but I think the Vikings are a lot of fun to watch. The Vikings will bounce back offensively, but as I say that, it's Bill Belichick, and he knows how to slow teams down. I bet the Patriots hold their own with Minnesota. These are very watchable fun games. I would games. like the Vikings to pummel them. I think that would be I enjoyable. Think be a lot of fun. Oh, of make course. for an enjoyable Thanksgiving. And, and Kirk Cousins wearing all the diamond and the necklaces on the post-game show. Yes, mm. but don't our, drink beer on the plane. Don't do do not that. drink beer on the plane. Just wear the jewelry, sing along. That's all you mm -hmm. can say. All right, well, 
That's that's been a fun show, guys. Yes. Thanks so much. And we're gonna have Texans matchup up next. Squash is not overrated, but it's awful. So there you go. Sweet not potato sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are amazing. I don't like sweet potatoes. That's my overrated. With really? the uh, brown sugar crust. The brown sugar and the, 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 the pecans and the oh wow, no Drew. No thanks. That's we one of my favorites. No, I love it. Yeah, Sorry, I wouldn't Drew. do it. I love you both, but I just don't like that food. That's okay. all. Okay. All right. Well, I love you guys too. <laughs> all right, Texans matchup coming your way. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And that's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Texans.